0: Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: Hello and welcome to the award-winning Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast sponsored by Underdog Vivid Seats and Rival Fantasy. It's Thursday, November 2nd. I think he's Rick, I'm Doc, and we're getting ready to rock.
2: What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the RotoWire Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I am so happy to be back. Uh, I had the flu for eight and a half days. I know Steve has been battling an illness here. A lot of you, maybe it's cold and flu season, but your boys are back. The OGs are back, and we've got so much to get to, Steve. Last night in the NBA was, it was, it was awesome. Uh, it was really phenomenal. There's been a lot of for me, I've had a problem with the lack of competitiveness in a lot of these games. And so if you stayed up late in the Eastern time zone, we were all able to watch the Lakers and Clippers be extremely competitive. Overtime game, um, uh, Clay Thompson hit a game winner last night for the Dubs. And we'll get to all of it here. We'll talk about um, some guys who are catching our eye, maybe both in a good way and a bad way as we move along here. Um, but Steve, what a ball game. And I know you're a night owl like me, so you were up until god knows when uh for me watching a little bit behind live off the of DVR, uh about 1 45 a.m i got to see the end of the lakers and the clippers but what i loved about that steve was old goats flipping load management the bird all right lebron was in his third game in four nights played 42 minutes last night went 35 12 and seven uh had the flamethrower with the shot Kawhi Leonard, second of a back to back. He was vintage, thirty eight, six and five, two steals, five threes. That was the good stuff last night, bro.
1: Yeah, and I had uh, Bob Rathman on with me Tuesday, and he he was really um, excited about the attitude the league is taking toward load load management. He hates it, um, and he said a lot of these guys hate it and they don't want to be load managed, but but teams almost force them uh, at times. So. Pretty cool that we haven't really heard a lot about AD and LeBron being questionable. Kawhi's been out there every night, um, so yeah. And and what was even better about it was AD got that uh, breakaway dunk towards the end of the game that gave him his twenty fifth point, I think, and uh, won me a little little cash in underdog. Ooh. So Ooh. it was a uh, it was good. I like it, man.
2: I like it a lot. Uh so guys, um, you know, Jimmy Butler could take note of this, right? I am so tired of Jimmy Butler and the whole heat thing, taking these games off. They freaking took an L last night to the Brooklyn Nets without Spencer Dinwiddie, Nick Claxton, and Cam Johnson at home. This cannot happen. Um, uh, so so just to juxtapose that, I want Jimmy Butler to start drinking what LeBron and Kawhi are drinking. Um, You had reservations on Anthony Davis, Dr. A, coming into the season, and rightly so. Most of the free world did. I did not. I told you that I was wide open and fancy free on Anthony Davis, okay? Last night, 27 and 10, four blocks, 10 of 18. He was unreal. On the season, 26 and 13, three assists, three blocks, 1.4 steals, 53, 43, 85 are his shooting splits right now. Are you ready to plug in or are you like, nah, this is one week and the other shoe's going to fall? Like, where are you at with Anthony Davis, man?
1: Oh, I just posted something I was not supposed to post. Uh-oh. Um, You know, I am uh, – I'm coming around a little bit, but as Uncle Bob told me on Tuesday, you really can't judge anything in this league until we hit 20 games. So if AD is still out there cranking away at uh, 20 games – I'm all in, but I I, just like I said, I mean, I I fully admit that I feel like those guys are are like screw load management. We want to go play. And and it's a different mentality uh, than it has been. Instead of trying to see who can miss the most games, they may take a page out of Mikhail Bridges and see who can, who can, or uh, yeah, Mikhail Bridges and see who can miss the fewest games.
2: There are some teams that are like in totally locked in, go for it mode, playing their guys. And there's some teams that aren't. I mean, Golden State comes to mind, locked in right now. Lakers and Clippers come to mind, locked in, going for it right now. It's very, very fun. So uh, so let, let's shift over here to Kawhi Leonard and Paul George for a minute here, uh, Dr. A. And I want to bring James Harden into this conversation. I have never seen Paul George and Kawhi Leonard better together in a Clipper uniform um, than right now at the start of this season. Paul George was phenomenal before he fouled out last night. 35-6, six, had six threes, 20 in the fourth quarter, made all three free throws to tie the game. Amazing. Um, Kawhi, as we said, was great last night. On the season, Paul George, massive, 29-5-4, and four, two steals per game, 50-50-90 um, with the shooting splits. Kawhi going 23-6-5, and five, two steals. Uh, the shooting's been very, very crisp from him. I don't think it's a coincidence, Dr. A, because we've got contractors from both of these guys. But James Harden now comes in. And and so I'll let you go first on this. Is is he going to throw off Paul George and Kawhi Leonard? Or is all of the announcers on TV are saying make their jobs even easier and and help them sustain the numbers they're putting up right now? How do you think James Harden, it being that, that whale in that swimming pool out there in L.A., is going to impact George and Kawhi if at all?
1: Well, it's going to have an impact, right? There, There's an impact because Russell Westbrook may come off the bench. Uh, Bones Highland is going to go away, and Bones is playing well. I mean, this is devastating for Bones, which makes me, makes me kind of sad. And then Harden is, is, yeah, he's going to get a lot of assists, but he's also going to need the ball in his hands. He's also going to need to be able to score. Um, so I think that is going to impact the scoring of Paul George and Kawhi a little bit. And then the fact that there it's a new it's a new uh mind and, and personality you're throwing in there. Like, I just think everybody is fascinated by it. It's kind of like a scientific experiment. We don't it could go really, really well, it could go really really poorly. Um but man, I I I just I, I think the way that Kawhi Leonard has looked in especially last night, like he, he The game before he wasn't very good, but outside of that, he's been awesome all season. And and PG was money last night, too. I'm worried about it disrupting what they have going.
2: I am as well. Uh, I don't like the trade. I would not have done this if I were the L.A. Clippers. I thought their vibe. I thought their um, role definition. I I thought they had a lot of things going for themselves, right? Their stars are healthy. Now you bring in James Harden and uh, Steve Ballmer, obviously, is brand-named uh lustful and and he just wants as much firepower as he can get in there in terms of Harden's impact on Kawhi and George for me if James Harden goes to LA with the same mindset he went to Brooklyn with where he was the number three he was the point guard setting up Durant and Kyrie willingly taking a back seat um then I think it'll work and Kawhi Leonard and Paul George are still going to cook um, but, you know, coming into this season, Harden was talking about MVP. What? <laughs> you play with the MVP, dude, you dummy. And, uh, and you know, leading the league in scoring and all this kind of stuff. So if he has delusions of grandeur, then the house of cards is going to fall and he's going to be to blame. If he goes in there with that selfless, man, I'm going to get in where I fit in, be the point guard of this team, or at least... I don't know, because maybe Russ is the point guard of the team. But and that's, again, why I just think it's too much. I I think it's like too much star power. Uh, Russ is probably going to have to come off the bench at some point here, uh, Steve, to your point, um, which is very unfortunate. He had 24 11 and 8 last night. 24 11 and 8, old school line on the year going 15 8 and 7, 51 39 and 50. He's a bad free throw shooter, but Russ is killing it and I think this is horrible news for Russell uh, Westbrook out there in LA. I think they're going to start with them all starting together. They may have to just say, there's too much redundancy, we got to bring Russ off the bench. Now, for Harden, Steve, last year with Philly, obviously, tremendous statistical year. 21-6-10, led the league in assists. How far does he come off with his personal numbers? Are we talking 15-5-5? and 5? Like, we're where do you see James Harden's numbers kind of coming in here as he settles in with the Clippers?
1: Depends on which guy he wants to be. I mean, if he's going to come in and feed the ball to to the to Kawhi and uh, and PG, I mean, he may he may not score more. He won't score more than fifteen a game if that's the case. I think his assists will be up there. I think he'll challenge Trey and Ty for the for the league leading assists. Um, but the overall numbers would be down. Um, he'll spend a lot more time, I think, standing around. If he's pumping the ball into those guys, he won't be looking for his shot. I could see 13, 13, 10 assists and six boards, maybe. Uh it it depends. It's it's a lot like it reminds me of the Chris Paul situation in in Phoenix. You know, Chris Paul has gone from being the man to being the facilitator and standing back and watching everybody else work for the most part. And if 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 Harden does that, it's good news for Kawhi, it's good news for PG, it's good news for Westy. So I'm not expecting any miracles from Harden when he gets there, but um, I just hope he can play nice with others and they they, they all get along.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed.
2: I don't. I don't hope that. I hope he <laughs> goes out there and is divisive. And um, I'm not a fan. Uh, I can't wait for the playoff meltdown, right, because it's coming. Um, and, and you know, especially if they have like a 49-win, 50-win regular season and everybody's geeked out there. And, oh, my God, James Harden once again. I mean, it's his way, guys. But um, we had uh, the Kings move on last night, uh, Doc, without it, – it's Rick Kamla. It's the great Dr. A. Steve Alexander here on the Rotowire. Fantasy basketball podcast. Uh, before we get to some players who were catching our eyes so far, um, you know, no De'Aaron Fox for Sacramento. De'Aaron Mitchell, aka off night. Um, went 13 3 and 4, did have three uh steals, uh, I believe had three threes in the game as well last night. Um, Sabonis so got a tick up with his numbers 23, 11 and 8. They're not anticipating it being a long term absence with De'Aaron Fox, but um decent stat line. I I thought from Davion Mitchell. Uh, you know, I think he played 30 minutes last night or 28 minutes. He got starters minutes. So um he wasn't sort of yo yoed off the court. But uh obviously they lost as Clay hit the game winner with uh two tenths of a second left. Sack just can't beat that Golden State team, Steve, right? First round last year. You lose that heartbreaker on Friday night when Steph soars for 41. You lose again. But um, what do you think of Davion Mitchell? And are you like, hard recommending everybody to pick him up. Now the Fox is on the shelf for a minute.
1: Nah, because uh, I, I would have. And I played him in DFS. I've got him on a dynasty team. He's in that lineup. I'm not sure if it's yours or the other 30 team. I, I, I can't keep my two dynasties uh, can't tell them apart. Kind of like the corn and peanut oil thing. But um, I, I did play Davion in DFS. He did put up solid DFS points. And... Uh, I was looking for a little more Harry Barnes last night, but it, we didn't get it. Keegan, Keegan Murray looks very good. Uh, but I'm not recommending Davion Mitchell as a hot pickup, mainly because the Kings only have one more game this week. So it was a two-game week, and that's not enough time really to, to make anything happen. And I feel like the way Fox bounced up from twisting his ankle that badly and getting right back on the court, yeah, I knew it was going to swell up. I knew he was going to miss a game or two, but I don't think he's going to miss much more than that. Uh, so I don't. I think by the time you get Mitchell fired up and in your lineup, it's going to be too late. Uh, LeBron versus Jordan, Magic versus Bird, Barkley versus McHale. Basketball is synonymous with legendary player player rivalries. They make the game more fun and give fans the storylines that raise the stakes every time those players meet on the court or come up in conversation. Now every player matchup and head to head debate can be settled on rival fantasy. This NBA season, you can play challenges where you decide which NBA player will score more fantasy points in the next game. Play the Rival Fantasy in-house challenges or create your own and get a friend in the mix with customized social challenges. Sign up at joinrival.com slash rotowire right now and get a $200 deposit match. Get in on this now before it's too late. It's time to step up the challenge on Rival Fantasy. See you in the arena. Um, that's very
2: cool. I I like how that sounds a lot. Uh, everybody get into that, man. So it is Rick Kamla. It is Steve Alexander. We're the OGs on the RotoWire Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to some players who have caught our eye so far. Uh, Steve, let me hit you, uh, first of all, and, and he's your guy, uh, becoming my guy. Um, and, and I, you know, it's, it's relatively obvious here, but, but Chet Holmgren, man. um, Steve, Jet Holmgren, like, I, I don't know. Like, I I, I had a big Ben Carroll opinion, you know, coming out of college, worried about the frame of Chet. I'm no longer worried about the frame of Chet. I'm not. Um, it, it's the, the, the NBA is an ever – it's a league that's getting ever less physical, right? But this dude is really, really skilled and and a way better shooter than I thought he would be this early in his career I mean obviously missed last year he's about a weekend on the year going 16 points seven rebounds 2.2 assists 2.6 blocks one steal 2.2 threes only player in the league at two plus blocks and two plus steals 60 52, 80 with the shooting splits and when they kick out to him that right wing and he's got it teed up and lets it go it's if he misses I'm like whoa um, it looks great coming off his hand. I love the way he competed against Jokic on Sunday afternoon in a game where OKC got beat the frick down. He held his water against Nikola Jokic. And I'm still a big Paulo Bancaro guy. We'll get to him in a minute here, Steve. But I, I like if we redid that draft... I don't know, man. I'm obsessed with the combination of rim protection and hitting threes. I'm obsessed with it. The Miles Turner's, guys like that, Brooke Lopez's. Um, Evan Mobley should be this guy, right? And and Chet checks both of those boxes. Paula Bancara doesn't check either of those boxes. So um I know you love you some Chet, but uh but he's been way better than I thought he was gonna be this early.
1: Well I uh- I mean, I, I, I'm i not going to take a, a victory lap just just yet, but I mean, this is sort of what I was hoping for. This is sort of what I was – I thought this was what we were going to see. And it, if you think about it, we're only a week in. Where are we going to be if he stays healthy? Where are we going to be in three months when he really has some time under his belt and, and figures it all out? And, and, you know, I I think this whole rookie of the year argument is interesting. Like, is Chet Holmgren really a rookie? I mean, he hasn't played in an NBA game until now, but he sat on an NBA bench for a year. He had NBA trainers for a year. He had he was in every meeting and every every video session. And he was hanging out with NBA players. So, I, to me, he's not – I don't know that he should really be in the rookie of the year race. He's He's got an advantage over a guy like Victor. But, you know, Victor is protecting the rim. Victor is – banging threes and so is chet and chet looks better i mean chet chet looks like a seasoned nba professional right now
2: it's a great point like i guys i expected shot blocking i think we all did right i i thought maybe 13 7 and 2.2 exceeding all of those in the three-point shot so steve get us into uh and we'll kind of kind of play tennis here uh take uh, me and everybody watching the rotowire fantasy basketball podcast into somebody who's caught
1: your eye so far oh well um jalen johnson and deandre hunter of the atlanta hawks both look different this year um Uh, Jalen Johnson spent time in the G League and really gained confidence and gained a new perspective on how to play basketball. He came off the bench last night. He's bounced between starting coming off the bench. They've got Sadiq Bey there kind of jamming everything up. If Sadiq Bey wasn't around, uh, it would be Jalen and DeAndre every night. And, And so that needs to work itself out, and I think it will. Sadiq has looked good, good coming off the bench. Jalen's looked good coming off the bench. I'm not sure it really matters who's starting so much, but DeAndre Hunter, I picked him up in a couple of leagues last night and he looks, finally looks like the guy that the Hawks thought they were drafting a few years ago out of Virginia. And, you know, as, as Rathman and I talked about on Tuesday, um, he, he's been scared to shoot the ball. DeAndre Hunter's like, because he came from an offense where they, that really wasn't the way they ran it. Now, uh, he's being told to shoot the ball whenever whenever he wants or whenever he can. And he's not really used to that. And he hasn't been used to that, but he's he's doing it. And the numbers just, they look better. Like, he, he looks like a much better player. It's only a week into the season, but the Hawks had that big comeback win when they were down 21 and DeJounte Murray got hot on uh, Tuesday night, they came back from 21, one by 20. And I think that kind of changed the mindset of that team. They got them turned around.
2: Yeah. I mean, Hunter's got to get healthy and stay healthy. Obviously he is right now. That's been a huge issue. It seems like every time he's gotten some momentum, it's a, it's an ankle, it's a knee, it's, it's whatever. Um, I, I took a flyer on Jalen Johnson in the cam dynasty, uh, in the preseason, just, you know, off of waivers, like we've got, you know, you can kind of expand your roster and, you know, uh, uh, you know, trick your roster a little bit to carry some extra dudes. Just see how it goes. Loved him in the preseason. Uh, up to last night, he was at least one block and one steal in every game this year. And I believe he had a three in all of those games as well. With a good rebounding rate. Uh, came off the bench last night. And so, I don't know if we're doing a matchup yo-yo thing here with uh, Sadiq Bey and Jalen Johnson. Bottom line is, uh, I, I'm very excited that I picked him up. Um, he looks like he's going to be a mainstay for my team unless Quinn Snyder has other ideas. And uh, and we shall see. But both of those guys have caught my eye as well uh, so far here, Dr. A. Uh, let me talk to you about a couple of Toronto Raptors. And Scotty Barnes, uh, Dr. A, is delivering first-round value right now off the charts. And, and look, I, I think that this is Scotty Barnes. I really do. Is uh, he
1: still leading the league in blocks? Does he is he still at like 2.75 a game or something? He's at
2: 2.4 after last night. Okay. Uh he's at one steal per game, 21-10 in 5. 21-10 in 5. You know, a Julius Randle type of line here for Scotty Barnes, Heck, a Kevin Garnett type of line for Scotty Barnes when you include the defense. On um, the shooting's been great, 52 from the field, 43 from 3, 79 from the free throw line. And, and again, I, I don't see these numbers going anywhere. I, I think Fred Van Vliet going down to Houston uh, really opened things up specifically for this guy right here to pat the ball more, to get more usage rate, get more shots. And then obviously the guy that backfilled uh, Fred Van Vliet in the lineup is Dennis Schroeder. Had a marvelous game last night as they cooked the Bucks up in Toronto. Very weird reality NBA result. Um, But Schroeder, I think, had 24 and 11 or something like that. But on the season, going 16, three and nine assists, 45 from the field, 50 on three, 83 from the free throw line. Um, And again, I I think that these numbers are sustainable for Barnes and Schroeder. Do you agree? And have these guys caught your eye as well?
1: Yeah, I drafted Dennis Schroeder in almost every league. I was like, if you can get a starting point guard with no competition for his job at the end of your draft, that's sort of a proven guy, you, you do it. Uh, so Schroeder, not surprising. I don't think there's anybody there to challenge for the job. The one guy I was worried about doing that is Scotty Barnes. And the way Scotty Barnes looks at forward, they're not going to put him at point guard. Like he's he's doing everything he needs to do right where he is. They they shouldn't be changing much there. So uh, Scotty Barnes is like 13th on Basketball Monster and probably the Roto-Wire the roto um ranking system as well he's borderline first first round value he was first round value um for a while there and he he still is in my book so i'm excited to see this this version of scotty barnes play the whole season what did he make it through last year like not very many games right 12 13 was that was that him uh scotty barnes yeah no I'm no i he... somebody else
2: uh i'm not sure who you're thinking of but yeah he played i don't know 67, 72 games, something like that. Uh, Scotty Barnes a baller, man. He's an availability guy, too.
1: Well, I, I was thinking of somebody else. that's all good, man. man. It's all I'm good. Ju- I just woke up, man. We got a Bob Knight hangover going on. Uh, but, yeah, Scotty Barnes looks awesome. All right. Uh, take us into somebody else who's
2: caught your eye here, Dr. A. Early in the season. We're about a week in.
1: Uh, you, know who, who, you know who's number three? In the rankings right now, Rick, do you know who's number three off the top of your head?
2: Is it Shea Gilgis It
1: is not. It is a guy that avoided uh, taking a hit in a James Harden deal. It is Tyrese Maxey. Tyrese Maxey escaped with nobody coming in to steal his job except a bunch of old dudes and K.J. (laughs) Martin. (laughs) Uh, So that trade... That sent all those Clippers leftovers. Who was it? Nick Batum, Marcus Morris, and Robert Covington. And KJ Martin all went to the Sixers. Meanwhile, Tyrese Maxey is running circles around people in Philadelphia. Him and and Embiid have this pick and roll thing going. They've got this chemistry chemistry thing working. And uh, if you drafted Tyrese Maxey this year, you are getting paid. Um,
2: Tyrese Maxey
1: is now, Steve, my pick to
2: win most improved player. And coming into the year, uh, my prediction was Jalen Brunson. And knowing that we're probably not going to get a huge spike in scoring, but we're probably going to get a first all-star appearance, well, Maxey is going to check a box of going from you know 20 points a game to 25, 26, 27, wherever he's going to end up, and first-time all-star. So if, if you're out there and looking to play a futures bet on most improved and, and how the James Harden trade kind of impacts that with the Maxi thing, um, I have now flipped on who I believe is going to be the most improved player over to Tyrese Maxi because there's no Harden. And so the runway is wide open for this young fella. Um, so, uh, Dr. Ray, let me uh, let me give you another guy here. That uh, and this is a a really, really off the radar player, maybe on waivers for some of the people to go out and snag right now, uh, because he plays for the Portland Trail Blazers, who are a lost and forgotten team now that they've Mm -hmm. traded Damian Lillard. Um, And it's Malcolm Brogdon. And on the year, he had a a really solid game, I think 14, six and six last night in a win at Detroit. They've won two in a row now. Um, Brogdon is at 18 points. 4.6 4.6 rebounds, 4.4 assists, 44-39-71 with the shooting splits, playing 27 minutes. Are we sure he's not going to win sixth man of the year again? I mean, I know Portland's not going to win. They're probably going to shut him down with a month to go in the regular season. I'm prepared for that. But uh, but dang, dude. like, And now you've got Anthony Simon's hurt. Scoot Henderson blew a tire last night with an ankle injury. Malcolm Brogdon is completely green-lit right now, Dr. A. He's hitting threes. He's not giving you any defense, but he hasn't for years. Uh, but but he's caught my
1: eye, man. Brogdon's been really solid. And Shadon Sharp's right there with him, right? Uh, Shadon's starting, which is why Malcolm Brogdon's in the conversation for sixth man of the year. Uh, and, yeah, I mean, I, I feel like he's 16-5-5 five five every night. He's going to do that until they pull the plug on him. And you're right, man. Portland is a mess. We thought Detroit was going to be bad. We thought uh, some of these other teams are going to be bad. Portland looks really messy. Scoot Henderson got hurt. Anthony Simons down for basically two months, right? Um, so it's going to be all on Sharp and all Malcolm Brogdon for a, for the foreseeable future there. So I, I like that take. I, I imagine the odds on Malcolm Brogdon winning sixth man are, are pretty sweet pretty sweet payout there. Um, so yeah, I like that take. Um,
2: yeah, I mean, I, 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 I wouldn't put money on it cause they're not going to win and I don't see him finishing the year. I'm just saying like, these are six man of the year numbers. They're better numbers than he put up last year when he won the award in the, uh, on the green team. Uh, Doc A, take us into, uh, uh, one of the other players that's this- caught your eye so far here.
1: The NBA season is here. On behalf of our friends at Vivid Seats, let's get one thing clear. Nothing beats seeing your favorite team crush it on the court through the sound of thousands of screaming fans, every dunk, dribble, and heart-pounding play of your favorite team live and in person. And because Vivid Seats is the only ticketing company where you can earn rewards on every purchase, you can score amazing deals and unrivaled annual rewards all season long. Plus, with 100% buyer guarantee, you can be sure your ticket will be as legit as your love for the game. Visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. Use promo code ROTOWIRE for $20 off your first $200 purchase. That's ROTOWIRE for $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase. Download the app or visit VividSeats.com. Vivid Seats, Rick. Experience it live. Another well, another phenomenal promo
2: uh, right there by Steve Alexander. The OGs, <laughs> the fantasy basketball, uh, the roto fantasy basketball podcast. Uh, over you, my friend.
1: Uh, well, let's look here. Uh Derek White. How about Derek White in Boston? Talking about Malcolm Brogdon's old job. Uh, Marcus Smart's in Memphis. And things are not going well in Memphis. Uh, Brogdon is in Portland. Things are not going well in Portland. Meanwhile, Derek White, who, were you, was it, was it, You and I on a podcast where I said, let's pour one out for Derek White because Derek White's fantasy value is is now dead. Yeah, with Drew Holiday
2: going there. Yeah, we talked about that.
1: Drew Holiday is there. That's going to push Derek White to the bench. He's going to be a forgotten man. And and then what happened? Derek White is balling out. Uh, The Celtics are rolling and trucking people. They destroyed the Pacers last night, like badly. And Derek White... He's more confident than he's ever been in his life, dude. And he's having fun, and he's out there playing with his guys. And he's making everybody better. He's just a just a great piece of glue and role player for that team. Uh, and he's also putting up numbers.
2: He is, man. Uh, that's Doctor A. I'm Rick Campbell. We're the OGs here on the RotoWire Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Uh, let's hit up uh, some of our comments here. Um, Ian Solis uh, says, "Vooch or Jamal Murray?" in nine cat vooch uh had a 20-20 last night um he really ripped those boards i know that murray had a 14 assist game recently and you know I, I am and obviously last night was just weird i'm not sure what the hell happened to denver uh maybe they have something against uh my old stomping grounds my hometown of minnesota in, in minneapolis i mean that was just pathetic and uh, denver's look like flawless literally flawless basketball so far I'm 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 going Jamal Murray here, man. Um, I'm uh, I'm a Vooch guy, but I'm not really a Vooch guy. He gives you about one three, doesn't impact you in shop blocking. I know he's an elite rebounder and a double double every night. Um, but uh, and, and I I still do see a little bit of a spike overall coming here from Jamal Murray. He's gonna need it if he wants to make the All Star team for the first time. So I still say Jamal Murray over Vooch in nine cat doc. A eh? how about you?
1: I agree. I. I think I think people forget how good Jamal Murray is because he was hurt for two years. He's not hurt now. I like him a lot. I like him a lot. Um, I, I have a feeling those guys are not ranked too far apart if you look at um, where they rank. And they're not. Vuce is a little higher. But um, I think by the end, when it's all said and done, it'll be Murray. So you go first on this one. Uh,
2: Brian B. says... Hey, Doc and Rick, is it time to drop Scoot? I have him in both of my leagues. 10-team, um, 9-cat, head-to-head, and 14-team, 9-cat, head-to-head. So uh, are you hanging in there with Scoot? Um, honestly, I saw that he turned his ankle last night and left. I don't know details on um, uh, it. Maybe you do, Steve. Is he out one to two weeks? I doubt they've made any kind of diagnosis on that yet. But uh, but but, are you dropping Scoot right now?
1: Well, I think the, the key is, you got a 10-team league, you got a 14-team league. In a 14-team league, based on what's going to be on the waiver wire, I'm probably sticking with Scoot, unless a guy like DeAndre Hunter or, or Jalen Johnson or, or one of one of those guys is just sitting out there. Uh, in a 10-team league, I think we've seen enough to, to where I know there's good players sitting on your waiver wire, and you're like, I've got Scoot. But I, I don't want to cut a name like Scoop because everybody knows his name because he spent the summer playing against Victor Wimanyama. But there's there's guys putting up big numbers in 10-team league waiver wires. So I think on that league, I'm probably dropping Scoop, picking up whoever I can get. Uh, the other league, probably going to hang on to him, but it, it just all depends on who's out there. But huge difference between a 10-team and a 14-team league. Yeah, I mean,
2: there's no way I'm dropping Scoot in a 14-team league. There's no way. Um, put him on IR. Put him on the IL Plus if you're in a Yahoo League or something like that. Um, we run uh, the Cam Dynasty on fan tracks, and if there's uh, the red flag or uh, sort of the red cross-looking thing, then then both of those you can move them to an IR spot. We have six IR spots this year you know, for all the missed games and stuff like that. So just shelve him. You don't have to drop him. Um, in a 10-team league, uh, it, I mean, it depends on who is out there. And and I, I probably still am not dropping Scoot because he's a point guard, and he's going to give you the steals, the threes, the assists. They're so rare, and you just don't find those on waivers. You can go out and find rebounds on waivers or uh, threes on waivers, but you can't really find that point guard stuff. So uh, I, I I tend to hang in there. Now uh, let's go to Sean Kirkland here, Doc. He says, should I drop Tillman, Xavier Tillman, in eight in an 18-team? Head to head uh category league. Uh Tillman was awful last night. Memphis, I believe Steve is 0 5 right now. I mean Correct. it's it's completely completely dreadful. Um it, in an eight team league, I'm probably dropping Tillman right now. There's gotta be somebody better out there. Uh maybe a Zach Collins is out there in an eight team league doc. I really like what Zach Collins is doing at the five spot in San Antonio.
1: I do too. Uh eight team league, Xavier Tillman's gone. 10-team league, Xavier Tillman's gone. 12-team league, I'm going to weigh my options, see what's out there. Uh, but 18-team league, you can't wait on Xavier Tillman to get it going. And he was sort of a sort of a free gift. Let's see what happens anyway when, when Steven Adams got hurt. Obviously, Tillman is not blowing up. That Memphis, I, I mean, I know Bob said to wait 20 games before making a decision on what you see, but Memphis looks – it's Desmond Bain, and then it's just, it's bad. So I would I would drop it. Um,
2: the other night, uh, let me see if I have these stats here. Uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. scored 30. Smart scored 23. Bain scored 30. And they lost by 15 to a Dallas team without Kyrie Irving. And scoring has been a major issue for Memphis, but they got 83 points from their top three players, and still got cranked by 15 to a team without its second-best player. That's how bad it is in Memphis right now. Um, let's go back to the streets here, Steve. We've got Kim Andrew or Andrew Kim, if it's a juxtaposition of first and last name. Should I drop Sohan, 9-cat, 16-team? Um, I say no, and I'm looking at Sohan. I've got him in an, in an eight-man keeper league that I just um, joined this year. Uh, I'm about to drop him. I haven't dropped him yet. I believe that's a 12 team league um, that I'm in. But you know, he's the starting point guard. He's gonna have multi-positional uh you know eligibility for year. He was a PG and a PF in, in Yahoo leagues. So uh I'd hang in there, Steve. Uh but but Trey Jones is nipping at his heels, so I understand the question here. Where are you at with Sohan?
1: Well he what do you say? A 16 team league? You, I mean you you can't drop you can't drop Sohan in a 16 team league. Uh but the, the the interesting thing about Trey Jones and Sohan is is they're basically buzz killing each other, um, in in a, in a perfect pop buzz kill. I mean, it's a perfect because uh, fantasy managers like, oh man, Sohan point forward, he's going to run the show. He's starting, and Trey Trey Jones is not going to do anything. And then Trey Jones is doing plenty. Sohan's Sohan still looks good on the court. Like I like him. I, I like watching the Spurs play. Uh, but fantasy wise he's he's a little tricky right now but I mean even in a 12 team league I, I think it would be hard to drop sohan right now. So 16 teams uh, I think you have to you'd have to just hang on.
2: Um, Steve, let me ask you uh, a, a question here from Dante's Inferno and these are two of your guys. He says what do you think lively for Bruce Brown nine cat head to head? Um, these are your guys. You go first on this, man. Are you trading uh, Bruce Brown to get into some Derek Lively?
1: I probably am. Uh, Bruce Brown was bad last night. Derek Lively was good last night. Derek Lively had disappeared the previous two games. One game he was in horrific foul trouble early. Yeah, he, he had five fouls. Like He only played a few minutes. And then the game before that uh, was the game against Brooklyn where they didn't have a center. And they went totally small ball. Uh, that was the Dayron Sharp dud, I believe. And uh, so Lively didn't play in that one because the Mavericks ran small to keep up with him. As we saw last night, Lively, when when the Hawks or when the Mavericks need a true center, he he's it. And we also saw Maxi Kleber go down last night with a foot injury. Didn't look good. It was sort of non-contact. He just sort of came down on it, funny on his own. Um, that's another big man out of the picture. That leaves Derek Lively and Dwight Powell as the only options in Dallas. And Lively looked pretty lively last night, pretty pretty fun. And he's only going to get better uh, week after week. So I think that the two-game break that Lively took simply means he's sitting out there available in more leagues than he should be. I still like Bruce Brown, but, I mean, I feel like there are lots of Bruce Browns out there. There aren't many guys like Lively out there. Um, I would
2: definitely rather have Derek Lively than Bruce Brown. Uh, Bruce Brown, to me, is a reality guy. He is not a fantasy guy. He's not a three-point shooter. I think he had six in his debut with Indiana. That's not who he is. Um, he's not going to have – he might not ever have six threes in a game ever again. Um, and Lively is going to be uh, inconsistent and up and down. He's a rookie. Okay, he's going to be prone to foul trouble. He's going to be prone to the yank job by Jason Kidd on those nights where he's playing like a rook. Um, But I would rather uh, go long haul with Lively than uh, Bruce Brown. James Chan asks, Dr. A, trade Westbrook for Jeremy Grant, 14-team Roto. Um, Really, we play rotisserie basketball? People do that? Like, why? Why would you do that? (laughs) I don't understand. Like, why would you do that? I absolutely hate Roto Leagues. Um, I I will take on a baseball invite. I would not take on a basketball invite to a Roto League. Uh, you got to play head-to-head, man. It is uh, by far the best way to go. All of that said, oh, man, this one's tough. Um, If you told me that Jeremy Grant would finish the year in a Blazer uniform instead of getting shut down ping-pong ball style, it's a no-brainer. I would rather have Jeremy Grant for the long haul than Russ because I'm worried about the impact of Harden, mostly on Russell Westbrook, more than Kawhi and Paul George. Um, but Doc A, I, I'm gonna say hang in there with Russ because I really do see five weeks, four weeks to go. Jeremy Grant's gonna be in street clothes, and he's gonna be in your IL spot. And Russ, one of those guys, probably gonna blow a tire, and then Russ is gonna be killing it, trying to get the Clippers out of the play-in tournament, putting up big, big-time numbers at winning time in the fantasy uh, basketball playoffs. I guess not that it matters for him; he's in one of these roto leagues, but. Um, I'm hanging in there with Russ because I think Jeremy's going to get shut down. How about you?
1: Well, it, Jeremy could also get traded. Uh, I just feel like everything is so murky and clouded around Jeremy Grant. Like, I, I didn't think about drafting him anywhere this year uh, just because it, it's weird. Like, he doesn't fit the mold of what the rebuild in Portland. I think he re signed with Portland thinking that Dane was going to be there. And then two days later, Dame's like, I'm out, peace. Uh, so then Jeremy Grant's standing there, like, holding holding the football, like, where'd everybody go? Uh, so I just don't have a good vibe about Jeremy Grant. I guess that's about all I can say about it. Uh, I'd rather have, have Russell Westbrook. And, Rick, you can hate on Roto in hoops all you want, but a lot of people play it. I'm with you. I think Roto is for baseball. I think head-to-head is for basketball. But a lot of people are playing roto uh, in hoops just because that's that's how their commissioner set it up. They they may not even know it. They may not even know any difference.
2: Um, I, I mean, I'll leave it at that. It's just <laughs> there, there's there, there's a better way to play. Um, and uh, and, and you get more spark out of head to head than you do roto. It's such a long haul, the marathon. You get stuck in 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 in, in, in statistical quagmires that you can't get out of. Um, I'm just not a fan. Uh,
1: but speaking, doc. Sp- speaking of better ways to play, Rick, Underdog Fantasy is the number one platform for NBA best ball and DFS player pick'em contests. If you haven't tried underdog yet, new underdog users receive a first-time deposit bonus up to five hundred dollars and a free six-month subscription to RotoWire with promo code RWNBA. That's promo code RWNBA. Visit underdogfantasy.com or download the underdog app today. Use promo code RWNBA to claim your free RotoWire wire subscription and deposit bonus <coughs> business taken care of, Rick. Go.
2: Um, so, Doc, uh, we got time for uh, your Bob Knight story. And, uh, and we're going to say goodbye to the people here, man, all the great people. We appreciate you guys jumping into the chat, asking us questions. Um, you know, do it for all these podcasts. Uh, we are on every uh, Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time. On the Rotowire Fantasy Basketball podcast, but uh, uh, we lost uh, the great Bob Knight last night. Um, God bless him on his journey to heaven. God bless those he left behind, his close uh, friends and obviously family members. Uh, Eighty-three years old, and uh, and and Bobby Knight is on his way to heaven here, Doc A. So, uh, you said, you had a Bobby Knight story? Hit us.
1: I do, and it, I don't know how. <laughs> I don't know how feel good it is. Uh, given the situation, but it it works. Um, it, it's a Bob Knight story. When I was in sixth and seventh grade, my parents dropped me off in Bloomington, Indiana, a couple couple hours south of Indianapolis uh, for a week at Bob Knight camp. So I went twice. Uh, and this was probably like 79, 80, maybe 80, 81, some, somewhere in there a long time ago. And uh, I remember we checked into our dorm room and then they they came and got us and they're like, all campers gather at an assembly hall and they had the auditorium set up with all these seats on the floor. We're all out there and there's a stage and Bob Knight comes out on the stage and I'm like eight rows back sitting there with my roommate and he starts talking and he's like, you will refer to me as coach and we do not put up with any crap here and uh, we're going to have a good time, but it's going to be a very serious time. And he, he's like setting the stage for, for I do not want to see all you little sixth and seventh graders running around like animals because I will I will shut it down. And so then he brings out Landon Turner, all right and Landon Turner played at Indiana University. He was supposed to be a first round draft pick in the NBA. He got in a car accident uh, over the summer and was paralyzed from the neck down. So he was in a wheel or it was waist down, maybe waist down I think. So he's paralyzed. He's in a wheelchair. They, they wheel him out there. And uh, these three kids right near me, I think they were right in front of me, are like snickering and being inappropriate. And Knight sees it. And he's like, Joby! He's talking to Joby Wright, his assistant coach. He's like, go get, those, go get those guys. Go get them. Bring them up here right now. Get me a telephone. So they bring out a telephone, you know, connected to a wire, because it's the 80s, brings out a phone, brings these three three kids up on stage. He's like, what's your phone number? Kid gives him his phone number. Bobby calls his parents. Hey, it's Bob Knight. Uh, Come back here and get your kid. Called all three of their parents, had them come back and get their kids in front of all of us. And we're all just sitting there like, like no one said a word. Everybody was 100% so well behaved for the entire week uh it was it was just it was something else that, that really uh stuck with me and I, I would love to talk to one of those three kids today to see uh see how that impacted their life
2: well that's a phenomenal story uh yeah i mean i mean that's that's uh i mean it's it's shocking that e- even kids right kids make mistakes Kids make kids make dumb decisions would uh, be snickering at somebody coming in on a wheelchair uh, because they're uh, that's that's pathetic, man. Um, and Bobby uh, had to check him, and he did. Um, Doctor A, uh, before we get out of here, man, anything else you want to tell the people uh, where to watch you, where to read you uh, here on the great RotoWire platform? Anything you want to tell the people?
1: You know, RotoWire is is RotoWire and ESPN and Sports Topia. I've got my time divided up equally between all three of those spots. Uh, I'm easy to find at all three spots. The podcasting thing we're doing almost every day is is super fun. This one's great. Uh, My Tuesday show, I'm rotating guests in every every week. Uh, I think Matt Straup, the great Matt Straup, my ex coworker, is next. Bobby Rathman was last Tuesday. If you missed that, check it out. You learn a lot about the Hawks. Um, So, yeah. uh, the only the only guy we didn't talk about, Rick, that I, I was hoping we would was Chris Middleton, but we can hit him next week. Uh minutes limit, horrible production. Milwaukee really doesn't look that great. Uh I was I, if you got Middleton in a 12 team league, are you holding him right now?
2: Um I I wouldn't have him in a 12 team league. Uh,
1: you know, I mean, just coming
2: off of the the injury summer and uh all of the question marks is he going to be ready for opening night it would have just been a no for me um I would hold him though I mean it's going to be a long haul it's going to be a month before they get him up to a minutes where he's going to be able to hover around 25 and 5 but um he's still I I mean he's healthy he's just on a minutes restriction so I, I would hang in there but it's going to be a long slog all
1: right well you gotta you gotta go talk to Steve Alford right I am interviewing Steve
2: Alford, uh, obviously played for Bobby Knight uh, for NBA Radio, and uh, I'll be on NBA Radio later today at 2 p.m. Eastern time, talking about uh, our beloved NBA and and having a blast. Uh, So for Steve Alexander, for everybody here at Rotowire, we love you all, man. Thank you for coming into the chat. Go get some wins in fantasy basketball, and we'll see you next week.
3: The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place.